Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I am your host, Rick Wolf. Well, you know, for years and years, we have known about the, the growing amount of friction between parents and high school athletes and high school coaches. Now, you know the drill. Invariably, a parent doesn't feel that their son or daughter is getting a fair shot from the coach or that the coach is playing the kid in the wrong position or that the kid isn't starting or that the coach, you know, the, the, didn't make the kid into a captain of the team. And most of all, the usual complaint is that the youngster isn't getting enough playing time. Whatever the complaint may be these days, parents feel empowered and entitled to complain. Usually they first go to the coach repeatedly. If they don't get any satisfaction from the coach, they can go to the athletic director, perhaps to the principal of the school, even to the school board about the so-called incompetency of the coach. And parents often demand that, that the coach be fired immediately. Now, in some cases, and there are a few, the parent actually may be right in their assertion and in their complaints. And I can personally attest to some situations where high school coaches were either not qualified or weren't equipped to evaluate talent, or they just didn't know how to coach or communicate with their athletes. And sadly, that does happen. But most of the time, The high school coaches actually are qualified, and they do know how to communicate and how to evaluate talent on the team. The problem is high school coaches are hired on an annual basis. There is no tenure track for high school coaches. And if an athletic director is tired of hearing complaints about a coach from parents, well, then the AD might simply not renew that coach's employment for next year. But now there is a new movement afoot, in New Jersey to change all this. In short, there's a bill circulating in the New Jersey state legislature to protect high school coaches. It would give them a three-year contract in which they can't be fired. And if there are concerns during that time, well, the coach is given a chance to, to make his or her case heard. That is, if a coach is going to be fired and he or she is guaranteed the opportunity to defend themselves and to get their points across. Now, at the public high school level, this is clearly new and unprecedented unprecedented territory. And I've asked uh, Matt Stanmeyer, the outstanding sports reporter and columnist for NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, uh, to come on the show this morning. Matt's been on the Sports Edge several times in the past, and he joins me again this morning. Matt, good morning. Morning, Rick. Thanks for having me again. Well, Appreciate thank you for coming on. And as always, Matt, you do a tremendous job in covering these events, these trends uh, when it comes to high school sports over in Jersey. 
let's and you've been covering this one. Let's talk about this in, in, in this proposal in a little more detail. And I'm also curious as to the reaction you've been seeing from from high school coaches and and, and parents and everything else. So uh, tell us how how this whole thing came about and what what is this as a three year contract for high school coaches who are tenured within that school district? Uh, yes, exactly. Um, th- this kind of started uh, 2017 into 2018. We wrote a big feature story on NJ.com uh, in February 2018 about. Um, how uh, anti-bullying legislation in New Jersey that was enacted in 2011 has been used and kind of weaponized by certain parents to um, get coaches that fall out of their favor fired. Um, this is it's a big trend that's happening in New Jersey. The law had been had been used over and over again to accuse coaches of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. And when you spoke when we spoke to experts who you know helped craft the law. They said it was an unintended consequence. This law was never even intended to target high school coaches. It was mm-hmm. really meant for uh, student and teacher on uh, on student bullying in, in high schools. Um, so noticing that trend, we wrote the story. And after that, um, I started hearing from more and more coaches and some people in the legislature saying that they were interested in, in creating a bill that would maybe address some of these issues. Uh, Benji Wimberly, uh, as you know, he's the, the assemblyman in the Passaic area that crafted the legislation. He's mm-hmm. also a longtime high school football coach, um, a really prolific and successful high school football coach in North Jersey. Um, he also serves as an assemblyman, obviously. He, he crafted the bill, and the, the goal was just to give these coaches some protection, um, some, some employment stabilities. Um, contracts would, would be the first step there because, as you mentioned, um, all of these uh, men and women are you know, hired, fired, um, retained on a year-by-year basis. Um, this, this, this would give three-year contracts to tenured employees in public school districts for head coaches and two-year contracts for assistant coaches who are tenured employees in the same district. Um, so there are some stipulations. That means that you have to coach and um, teach in the same district, um, and you also have to be a tenured employee to get these contracts. Um, and then as we wrote in our, our story on NJ.com, there's lots of other stipulations. Um, you know, they, they have to get been given adequate notice if they're going to be let go from their job. Um, if they're tenured employees, they have to have a chance to defend themselves in a public forum. Um, there has to be due process um, if, if these coaches are going to be let go. Matt, this is, as I said, kind of a groundbreaking movement. Uh, again, this, this, this is just a bill at this point. It's not become the law of the land in New Jersey, but there, you know, there are a lot of moving parts to this. Um, uh, obviously, the intentions, of course, are good ones to, as you said, to protect coaches from the ravages of parents who obviously will go to any lengths to get them fired. Um, but I'm curious, what has been the response so far? I'm sure the coaches think this is wonderful. Uh, what other response have you heard about this proposal? Yeah, as you mentioned, co- coaches are thrilled by the development. I mean, this would be this would give them a measure of protection that they've never had before. Um, John Fiore is the president of the Football Coaches Association in New Jersey. They are, uh, you know, stand fully behind the measure and support it. Um, you, you are hearing that there's some, uh, some pushback in the school boards association. Um, there may be concerns about giving these, uh, these contracts out to coaches. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to exactly know the pulse right now because the bill hasn't progressed too far. It just passed 
uh, the Assembly Education Committee uh, two weeks ago. It did get a sponsor in the Senate, um, so it's gaining a lot of steam. I- I'm hearing um, kind of mixed reviews at this point. I'm, I'm not sure, um, y- you know, if, if the bill um, is a slam dunk or not at this point. Um, but obviously, you know, the coaches love it and they are, are willing to do whatever they can to get this bill passed. Um, and as I spoke to Benji, you know, they're, they're willing to take input on the bill. So if, if the school boards association or anyone else has really big issues or there's something they want to address, they are willing to tweak the legislation, um, to do what they need to do to get it through. Is, uh, I probably, I said this is unprecedented. Do you know, Matt, whether or not other states, uh, have these kind of provisions, uh, in other words, in other states, um, uh, are, do coaches, high school coaches of public schools, do they, uh, uh, do they have contracts? Do they have similar kind of protections, uh, to what, uh, this bill is proposing? Yeah, that's a good question. At this point, I don't know the answer to it. I, I have not been told that, that states have um, contracts for, for coaches um, at the public school level. Um, that's something that also is being researched now as is the, is the legislation kind of, you know, gains this theme. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking about, particularly with high school football, you know, when you go into states like like Texas, for example, where, you know, high school football is, is big business and, and high school coaches there uh, routinely will earn uh, six figures uh, as a salary uh, primarily being utilized to coach a football team. Now you have some other, you know, academic responsibilities as well, but it's pretty clear those coaches are there to coach the football team. You know, I wonder if they have uh, multi-year contracts, um, you know, or they work year to year. I just don't know. But again, this around here in these parts, uh, you know, close to WFAN, this seems to be sort of unprecedented. And, and there are questions. I mean, for example, um, if, if a coach gets a three-year contract, uh, which in fact, sort of makes uh, him or her bulletproof. And I should point out, this is not just for high school coaches. This is for all sports, correct? Um, all, all, all sports in high school. That's what I'm uh, talking about, all high school coaches. Yeah. So, so uh, again, the stipulation is that the coach has to be a tenured teacher within that, that public school district, right? Right, exactly. That's both head coaches and assistant coaches. Okay, so does is, is that then bind the, the, the high school coach for three years, or does the coach have an opportunity if uh, he or she decides a year and a half in that they want to take a job someplace else, they can walk away, or are they bound to that? Is that a binding contract that's did it for three years? Yeah, that's, a, that's another good question. Um, that's something that I'll, I'll get some clarification on from Benji. I would assume that these coaches are allowed to – They'll walk away if they get a you know another job offer from somewhere else, and um, and also one of the, one of the important things that I talked to Benji about on Friday, I just wanted to clarify some of the stuff in the bill, yep. is that it the, the this this measure would not make coaches bulletproof. It, it would still if if there's chronic late lateness, if there's you know abusive behavior towards uh, student athletes, if there's uh, things of that nature. I mean, these coaches could still be fired. Uh, it, it doesn't make them bulletproof. And as Benji reiterates me, you know, they don't want those bad coaches either. I mean, there, there are bad coaches out there and that's yes. something important to state, yep. but they just want to protect the good coaches and give them a little bit more stability. Um, so I think that that's something so important to remember about this bill. If a coach is bad and doing the wrong things and, 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 and not, you know, conducting themselves the way you would expect, uh, you know, an adult teacher or coach, they can still be removed. 
Uh, we're talking this morning with Matt Stanmeyer of uh, NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com. Uh, Matt was just referring to uh, Benji Wimberly, who is the head football coach at Hackensack High School, who's put this bill into motion about offering high school coaches uh, who traditionally are hired on an annual basis. Uh, they don't have any tenure when it comes to their coaching positions, but this new bill, if it became law in New Jersey, would basically uh, offer them three-year contracts. Uh, the idea is to, to again, not, as you said, Matt, not to make them necessarily bulletproof, but at least protect coaches from the onslaught of parents who, who basically would complain uh, chronically about their kids' lack of playing time or other concerns. Um, it, it's, I think everybody agrees that this makes a lot of sense, at least on the surface, because we've got to do something to help the coaches who become the focal point from these parents who just uh, unfortunately do meddle or try to meddle into these situations. But, you know, the question that keep coming up here is, is this the right way to do this to protect these coaches? Now, you mentioned a second ago about the uh, the anti-bullying situation. Uh, most people, I think, would assume that the laws and the books about bullying in school are to protect kids. Uh, in this case, it's sort of being turned around to expand to protect coaches and teachers. Uh, that's a curious sort of, as you say, unintended consequence. Tell us more about that. Yeah, we we kind of went deep there um, in in uh, February 2018. And I would encourage uh, people to to read the story on NJ.com if you Google it. Um, you know, we found that 13 public school coaches with at least 175 years of combined experience have lost their jobs or moved on since the law was enacted mm-hmm. uh, after being accused of some form of bullying. Um, so, again, it, you know, to reiterate, we know that there are coaches that are bullies, but according to experts who have studied this issue, uh, attorneys on school boards across the state, the, the, the law, this, this harassment, intimidation, and bullying law, um, has been used to target high school coaches. And I spoke to uh, a couple people who were involved in, in crafting the legislation, and they said that, to their knowledge, they don't even remember coaches being discussed when they were crafting the, the law. Um, so, so that in, in itself is saying, so, you know, if, if coaches were never the, the intended target here, why are they being used, um, targeted by, by parents to, to get them ousted from jobs? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's kind of a, a huge issue here, and when you speak to coaches around the state, a lot of them are saying uh, it, it's just not worth it coaching anymore because they're just under constant siege um, by parents, you know, yelling at them, standing up, up on the sidelines, screaming, um, asking why their kid isn't playing more. Um, you, you know, there, there's a concern that some of the, the really good older coaches who have been around for a long time are no longer coaching. And then younger coaches are not even getting involved yeah. in coaching in the first place because they just don't want to put up with um, the constant onslaught that's going on out yeah. there. So, Matt, but yeah, again, this is uh, the reality in which the, the, the world we live in today when it comes to high school coaches. Matt, uh, stay with me for a few more minutes. I have to take a timeout. Um, when we return after Dave Uram's update, I'll take calls here at one 337 And back here on the Sports Edge, I'm your host, Rick Wolf. My guest this morning is Matt Stanmeyer of NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com. And we're talking about a proposed new law in New Jersey, which would give three-year contracts to high school coaches who are tenured uh, in their school district 
And we're talking about the the possible implications of this law, and we're taking your calls at one eight seven seven three three seven. 6666. And let's start the conversation with uh, David up in uh, Westchester County in Katona. David, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. I'm a school administrator here in the Hudson Valley. I just want to assure that at least in New York State, coaches are hired basically as it's by their, their district's teacher's contract. It's the same as a yearbook advisor or any other club advisor. They're one year positions. Um, they call them Schedule B positions, and they're appointed each and every year. That said, I mean, a good coach is almost rubber stamped to be the coach again the next year. Mm-hmm. But there are certainly situations where if, if a coach upsets the wrong individual or that may be, coach could have been there for 15, 20 years and will no longer be the coach. We seem to have a shortage of good coaches. So um, when we get a good coach, we hold on to him. But it's definitely, a, in New York State, a one-year, once-at-a-time well, appointment. Yeah, Go ahead, sir. Yeah, David, we know that everybody is one-year contracts. We know that. The question I may ask you, since you're involved in, in the high school administration, and you, you said you have, if you have good coaches, would you be opposed to giving a coach uh, a three-year contract if they've been there and have done a good job? Well, well you know, I, I think in a district, if you have someone who has proved themselves, I don't see any reason why that, that wouldn't be a good, a good idea. Again, you, you want to keep those good people because they're, they're, they're hard to find. So yeah. I, I certainly would support that if, if that was a law in New York. Okay, David, that's what we're talking about. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And, and Matt, another thought I just had before we get to the next caller, maybe this could be on a selective basis that only certain coaches, if they've proven their worth, would get three-year contracts. I mean, is that possible? Was that going to hurt morale, you think, for other coaches in that in the school district? Uh, that that's not in the bill right now. I mean, I guess anything is possible since you know they're they are open to tweaking the the legislation. But right now, it's it's just all coaches who are tenured um, would would get that added protection. And right. um, I think as your caller mentioned, you know, over and over, you see it every year. Um, you know, a coach has been somewhere twenty years, thirty years, uh, you know, fifteen years, and has had a really successful track record. You know, if if um, you know what we're told is that someone on the school board doesn't like them, I mean, they, they, don't, they don't get renewed. So oftentimes you would think that that year-to-year contract is rubber-stamped if they do a good job, but it just, you know, it, it, there's so many factors that can lead to these guys getting dismissed, you know, even when they're on the tail end of really illustrious careers. So um, you see it every single year um, in high school sports. No, there's no question. That's been going on now for probably 15, 20 years. A generation ago, it did not happen. The high school coach, uh, of course, invariably the parents did not complain. They just sat there and supported the coach. But as you've seen, uh, as uh, the advent of, uh, of club teams, travel teams, and parents thinking their kid's going to get a college scholarship, they become much more vocal. And uh, as you just suggested, sometimes parents will just go over the coach, go to the athletic director, go to somebody who's a friend on the school board and say, this is a bad coach, get rid of him or get rid of her. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to Dennis in Hyde Park. Dennis, good morning. You're on the fan. Uh, good morning, sir. Uh, I'm loving this conversation. I coached uh, baseball, varsity baseball in, in the Bronx for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I want to tell you the way it works in the Bronx or all of New York City is that you get what's called retention rights. So once you coach a team for one year, if you if they approve you for the second year, mm-hmm. then it's basically like tenure. So now that's your job to lose. Oh, is, that, uh, is, this, a, it, is this like a PSAL situation, Dennis? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so you you own that job, and someone has to really fight against you. I see. But uh, I'm loving everything that 
every previous caller has been saying they're so right. It's becoming really, really difficult to do the job of, of coaching sports because of, and I don't want to villainize parents, but it gets difficult. You get criticized. You, <laughs> yes, you know, it does. Like you, yeah. Yeah. And, and then they try to attack you in random ways. So, like I said, I coached for 10 years. And now I gave it up, and I joined the dark, what I call the dark side of the diamond. So now I'm an umpire. <laughs> <laughs> well, the umpires they, are the good guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they hate me as well, but every time they 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 heckle me in between innings, I I turn to them and I say, "Look, I deserve it. I coached for ten years in the Bronx, and I was a jerk to umpires. So go ahead, give me your worst." <laughs> oh my goodness. Well. Dennis, but, th- thank you for for enlightenment on the PSAL. I very much uh, yeah, appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it, it's called retention rights. After after you get hired back uh, in any sport, yeah, for your second turn, second season, then it's yours to lose. Interesting. People have to really challenge you, or you have to get really uh, absurdly challenged by parents, or you know they have to go through a process. Some of them do. I went through it a few times, despite my success. Got it. But. All right. You know, well, Dennis, it is like th- previous you, uh, callers have said. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I very much appreciate that. And and that's interesting that the in the uh, in the city in New York City, the PSAL, as Dennis uh, points out, that they have this retention rights, uh, which I was obviously not aware of. Matt, that's an interesting concept uh, as well. Uh, you know, to do it that way, that um, if the coaches, re- you know, you get to the first year and nobody's really concerned or the ad i guess feels you did a good job then it's your in effect you have a de facto kind of tenureship you know yeah that that would be an interesting way to handle it i mean yeah. i think that you know that these guys are proving that they're, they're doing a good job and they're they're not getting any demerits for you know behavior um you know that that would give them a little bit more protection so that when some of these you know complaints just come out of the blue and it's the first you know knock they've had um you know during their whole tenure um, that gives them just a little bit more protection. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, something worth considering. Hey, Matt, I know you got to run, and uh, I just want to, you know, thank you for uh, getting up early this morning to join me to talk about this this new legislation. Obviously, we're going to continue to watch how this evolves over in uh, New Jersey, but certainly it's getting people's attention. If nothing else, it's really beginning to 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 focus people and parents and, and administrators on the concerns in terms of retaining good high school coaches. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this plays out in the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to, you know, be all over it at NJ.com. Um, you know, there should be some updates soon um, regarding the bill. So, you know, just keep checking in with us in the Star Ledger and NJ.com, and we'll uh, keep everybody up to date. Wonderful. Hey, Matt, thank you again. It's good to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. Have a great day. Thank you. That's uh, Matt Stanmeyer from NJ.com. Obviously, he's been covering this this legislation, proposed legislation, to give high school coaches who are tenured educators in their school district and public schools, to give them three-year contracts to sort of fend off the complaints from parents who want to get coaches fired, perhaps because they feel their kid's not getting enough playing time. But let's continue with our calls and comments. Let's go to uh, Peter in, in Mawa, New Jersey. Peter, good morning. You're on the fan. How you doing, Rick? Uh, quick, quick story for you. Uh, I know a longtime soccer coach who had his way of uh, selecting captains. So this older sibling was selected captain. They graduate. The parent complains the next year. Oh, why didn't my younger sibling did not get the uh, get to be a captain? And went before the school board. They try to get him removed. <laughs> 
Uh, Peter. So anyway, yeah. that kid get the kid goes to the school. He wins another sectional title the year after. After the kid graduates, so I mean, like this guy won eight sectional titles over twenty something years. Yep. And because the, the, the younger sibling did not get a captainship, that's why the parent went to the school board to complain. Peter, the the, the types of stories that come forth like that one, uh, they're endless. Because, again, from the parent's perspective, you know, they see the whole world revolving around their own son or daughter, or in this case, a younger sibling, and they see that the the whole world is against their kid, and the coach is the reason why the kid wasn't made a captain. It makes no difference that the team did great. Make no difference that the coach has got a great, wonderful track record. I want this coach out because he didn't make the, the my younger kid into a captain. There, there are all sorts of horror stories like this, and, and you sit there and sort of scratch your head and say, what in the world is going on here? But this is the world in which we live in today, and this is why you know, uh, Benji Wimberly over at Hackensack High School is putting us together to say, come on, we got to protect our coaches, especially the good ones, because if we keep doing this, as we just heard from Matt Stanmeyer, coaches are going to keep leaving. They're just going to say, enough already, I give up. It's as simple as that. So, Peter, thank you for that story. But unfortunately, we know these stories are like this everywhere. It's just terrible. Appreciate. Oh yeah, take care. Thanks for the call, Peter. Let's uh, let's go over to uh, Frank in uh, in Kings Point. Frank, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. I uh, I vehemently oppose the uh, the three year uh, protection for these coaches only because you know there are some coaches that hold grudges. There are some players that rub coaches the wrong way. Yep. And now you're going to tell a kid who maybe the coach doesn't like for some absurd reason that this guy's going to be here for three years. Correct. Basically your whole your whole high school career, and you have no hope of playing because the coach doesn't, coach doesn't like you. Well, Frank, let me tell so, you something. Let me stop you right there because that's something I was thinking about the other day. You know, what happens if, if uh, three years, that's pretty much for most kids they're – their entire varsity experience, and that basically, gets, if your kid is a sophomore and that, and he knows that coach is going to be here for three years, and that coach doesn't like your kid for whatever reason, your 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 kid's career is going to be sort of uh, pushed to the side. As simple as that. So that's a real... yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. And, and what it also does is it limits the availability of a real good coach of you hiring a good coach that becomes available. Because now you're locked in with, with this guy. That's right. Uh, it's it's uh, the one thing which hasn't really been th- thought through completely is okay. You're going to protect theoretically the coaches, give them three-year contracts. But Frank, to your point, suppose that coach is not a good one. What what is in place to get rid of a bad coach? You say, well, he's got a three-year deal. He's bulletproof. Yeah, but sometimes. You know, ath- uh, athletic directors and school boards do make mistakes. Suppose it becomes evident that's a bad coach. Is there some way to get rid of him or her? I mean, that's a problem, you know? Yeah, there has to be some stipulations, I guess, in, in the contract. Uh, and like I said, not even if he's a bad one. What happens if uh, the school district has been waiting for a certain coach to become available and boom, he's I- available. Now, now you're locked into this guy who maybe didn't do anything wrong, but what is that? A mediocre guy with a 500 team for the last year or so, and and now you're kind of stuck. I Frank, uh, the, these are all the kind of th- the um, aspects, the various dimensions you're talking about. 
these all have to be thought through in terms of this legislation because, yeah, you could not end up having a situation where it totally backfires. Frank, thank you for the call. As I said, these are the things people have to be thinking about because, honestly, these are real concerns. One of the things I was thinking about is maybe a school board uh, comes to a situation where they say, all right, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to hire an outside arbitrator to basically, you know, review all the facts of a coach uh, or the parents or the situation and, and met, let the outside arbiter to make a decision as to whether or not it's, it's a good idea to keep the coach on board or to let them go. Maybe that's a, a different approach to take rather than having a three-year contracts for coaches. Uh, as Frank mentioned, well, suppose, the, you know, the coach, you know, you have a chance to get a better coach and you're, all of a sudden you're stuck with the coach you have now who's good but not as, better as, as good as the other coach you want to get. These are the kind of things you've got to be thinking through uh, in order to make this kind of bill pass so that everybody's uh, agreed that it works and makes sense and it's something to really seriously consider. I mean, this is, this, again, this is uncharted territory, uh, but it's something at least we're getting on the table. And if nothing else, we're raising the consciousness of parents and administrators and educators and coaches to say, look, something has to be done because we all know that good coaches are harder and harder to find, harder to retain, and they're just just they're leaving the coaching profession. Or they're saying, enough with the administration, I'll go work on a travel team or a club team, uh, and not have to deal with all the paperwork and bureaucracy or deal with parents. All right, let me, let me take a pause. When I return after Dave's update, we'll go right back to your calls at one 337 Ed Randall will be here at 9 o'clock this morning. Ed, of course, will be talking baseball with you. Again, that's right after the Sports Edge. And as always, I invite you to check out uh, my website and my blog at askcoachwolf.com. Very quickly, I got a lot of wonderful feedback about my older daughter, Alyssa, who called into the show last Sunday unexpectedly. Uh, Alyssa is a comedian, a stand-up comic here in New York, and she's, well, she's very funny in fact, you can follow her on her Twitter account at hashtag Alyssa Wolf. Uh, she has thousands of, of followers already, so clearly a lot of people think she's very clever. That's uh, Alyssa Wolf, A-L-Y-S-S-A-W-O-L-F-F. Okay, moving on. I'd be remiss if I didn't spend a quick minute talking about that horrible incident in Lakewood, Colorado this past week where parents of seven-year-olds had an old-fashioned brawl Uh, By all accounts that I read, there was a dispute regarding a kid batting out of order. Again, these are seven-year-old baseball players, uh, and the umpire that was working the game was all of 13. Uh, Here's the problem. These kinds of incidents uh, happen routinely all over America. We know that. They've been going on for years. Uh, Ever since, you know, parents started to get fully involved in their kids' youth teams, and sadly, that's the, the cold hard reality. Uh, in fact, uh, for more on this uh, this very sad incident in Colorado, I urge you to go to uh, AskCoachWolf.com, where, where law professor Doug Abrams has posted a couple of very, very timely and poignant columns on the subject and in terms of the, the legal aspects as well. Again, that's on AskCoachWolf.com. Okay, let's return to our topic this morning about this new proposed bill in New Jersey that would give high school coaches a three-year contract 
in order to protect them from over-the-top meddling parents who want to see them get fired. And do you think this this new law is a good idea? one 337 6666 Let's go to uh, Jack Smith and over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. Hey, Rick, how are you? I'm well, um, Jack. What do you think about this, uh, this, this bill? Well, you know, first of all, like you said, you know, this bill is supposed to protect coaches against irate parents right in my 40 in my 43 years of coaching here's one thing that i came up with you're never protected you really aren't because even if you have a three-year contract if you do something that deserves for you to be reprimanded suspended or even released you're gone no matter what all right so there are so many pros and cons to this particular bill you know as an administrator as a school why would you ever want to sign a guy to three years? The only reason was one of your callers said to keep a good coach. But here's what happens. If that coach wants to go, he goes. He ups and leaves. Are there any consequences to that? You know, you signed the three-year contract the same way you signed him to that three-year contract. If he wants to up and leave for a better job, a better paying job, he gets up and leaves. There should be consequences on that end of it because – In this case, there is no school district, in my opinion, that would ever want to sign a three-year contract for a coach. Coaches, you're not protected. Believe me, you're not protected. Because if you do something stupid, really, you're gone. You know, the funny thing about it, Rick, and let me just state this. Like I said, and you know I've coached for many, many, many years, and I've had many athletic directors that I've worked for. One in particular – is a guy named Tom Valenzola. He worked at Woodridge High School in Bergen County. This guy was a gem. And the reason, and this is one of the solutions to this problem, mm-hmm. to, parents, to parents, you know, going after coaches. If you have an athletic director with what I call a backbone that will support his coaches, that will listen to their problems, that will sit down and evaluate them and make decisions instead of, you know, listening to the administrative administration above him. Because you know what? In my opinion, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, coaches, to these administrators, coaches are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's a lot easier to get rid of a coach than to fight and get sued by an irate parent. You know, and we talked about this a few times. I came up with a contract years ago when I, when I went to Park Ridge and Woodridge, and I put some stipulations into that contract that were the many, the little things, the things that you talked about before, about parents, you know, my kid's not batting in the right batting order, my kid's being sad because there's, you know, his, his best friend's son is playing center field. All these little things, they're not negotiable. They're really not. And one of the things that I said in my contract, number one was don't ever – Talk to me about playing time. That's my decision, okay? And when a coach plays his nine best players, usually there's, not a, there, there's really not a, uh, a stipulation. There's not a problem there. You know, but when coaches think that those nine best players are not the nine best players, then you have problems. But the point is, is this. If more ADs were like Tom Valenzola, who backed mm-hmm. his coaches, who listened to their problems and fought these parents head-to-head, this would maybe send a message to some of these parents that, you know what, 
I better have a good reason if I'm going after this coach. It better not be because I think the coach doesn't like my son because he's not as good as everybody else. So you know what? Take a lesson, coaches, and this is something that I've learned, and I've learned it the hard way. When you see a problem coming up, when you see something like that parent who's not happy because his kid's not batting third, you know, let your AD know. Go talk to your AD. Let him know that you see something, you know, brewing here. Because if you do that and you prepare your AD, he'll be ready to fight for you. Because in this situation, when an AD hears it first from a parent, they have a different route in, in handling it. And, and That's an interesting and perspective. On, you know, because, go ahead. As I said, Jack, that's an interesting perspective. As you said, the, the good coaches do their homework and prepare the athletic director to say, hey, be careful about uh, this parent they're going to be coming to you exactly. talk about. As opposed to all of a sudden the, the AD being blindsided by a parent who says, you know, we got to get rid of this coach. Uh, you know, he or she is just not good. And, and, and I think you know, that's, when, when, you know. When, when administrators are hit with this and this parent's not, they're relentless. They're not going to stop. Then they have a chance. They have the opportunity to prepare, maybe do a little research. You know, Tom Valenzola, when he had a problem, he sat the coach down and asked him what it was. He didn't listen to anybody else. He, he, he talked to his coaches. And I'm going to tell you, if I needed to be reprimanded or a coach needed to be reprimanded or punished, Tom would do it. Yeah. But he wouldn't take these, you know, and I don't want to tell stories like some of your other callers, you know, and that one other caller that you had, one other caller said it was your, you know, after one year, it was your job to lose. Yes. Well, your job is always your job to lose, whether you've had it for 10 days or 10 years. If you're, if, if they think that you're not capable, you're gone. Yeah. So this three year thing, and I was a coach. Yeah. This three year thing, not going to protect you. Not going to protect you. Let me let me get some other thoughts on this, but obviously you make some. One, uh, one other thing. Yeah. One other thing. Yeah. I watched your daughter's video. She's hilarious. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, she's hilarious. Funny. She's good. She's good. <laughs> Jack, thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. You're more than welcome, Rick. Thanks, Jack. That's uh, that's Jack Smith, and Hall of Fame coach from uh, from Fairlawn, New Jersey. Let's move over to uh, speaking New Jersey. Let's go to Jay in Lawrenceville. Jay, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? You know, I have to, I have to tell you, um, first of all, I'm not a fan of the three-year deal. I, I, like you say, you, each year you, you coach. Uh, most of the coaches are teachers. Mm -hmm. Each year you coach. Um, you know, you coach. You know, it is your job to, to lose. I do have a problem, though. People keep talking about, you know, coach didn't like this kid. And co I, I got to tell you, and I know it probably happens here and there, but 99% of the time, Coaches are there trying to do the best they can Correct. with what they have and Correct. the talent they have. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, this pervasive talk about, about you know, the, the, and what the, your last caller said about, you know, preparing the AD and all that stuff, you, you do that as a coach, too. I'm, I'm a school administrator, you know, and you lay the groundwork from the beginning, from the first moment you talk to parents, from the first moment, you know, they know what to expect. And if you do that and set, set things up in, in, the, in the right way and – Again, you build your reputation, you know, through those type of discussions. Parents will get it, you know. And when, when a difficult time comes with a kid, a kid makes a mistake, something different, you know, and you, you have to punish the kid for, you know, hold them out of game or something like that, they get it. They, they know what to expect. You're still going to have those parents that, you know, their kid can never do anything wrong or their kid's the best kid. But like I said, laying it up front, you know, 99, if you do it the right way as a coach and, as, like I said, as an administrator, 
99% of the time, you have the backing of all the other parents. So, and well, again, Jay, I, you know, I agree. I agree with everything you say, and and and, and just in terms about the, the reality, the the chronology. You know, most most coaches will sit down uh, during the preseason with all the parents and the kids, and they'll say, "Look, let's go over the ground rules about as we go into our first practice and we go into the season." And everybody's in a, in a good mood; they're all upbeat and optimistic. The coach does all the right things. If you have a problem. You know, we like to keep it uh, internal. If your son or daughter has an issue about playing time, they should come to me directly. I don't want to hear from the parents. Everybody's good with that. The problem, Jay, you know, is that once you get into the season and all of a sudden the parents are in the stands and they see that their kid is not getting, is not a starter or not getting enough playing time, then they begin to sort of seethe and they say, okay, I'm not going to put this on my kid. I'm going to go over my kid and go right to the coach myself. I'll get him fired. And, and that's where these things begin to crop up. So, you know, that's the concern. Yeah. And so everybody starts out great, but, you know, it's a problem. Yeah. It's a real concern. I know, I know it happens. You know. I know it happens, like I said. But, but like, like you say, the big part is the communication. Yes. You know, yes. If, if you're continually communicating with your athletic director, communicating with parents, communicating with kids, everybody knows why Joey's not playing. I, you know? I, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. agree more. And, and, and Jay, thank, thank you for your comments this morning. You know, it's, it's – Yes, we all agree, of course, communication where it begins, but we got to make sure the communication is maintained. And again, we know once you get into the course of the season and competition sets up, you know, this is when it gets a little tricky and dicey. And uh, it'd be nice and ideal if the parents were able to communicate uh, or the coaches could communicate with the parents in a very straightforward sort of non-emotional way, but it doesn't usually work that way because the parents obviously see the games, they see the competitions through the prism of their own kids' progress, and that's where it gets to be very, very unsettling. And maybe, you know, maybe the three-year uh, contract is a solution. I don't know. Uh, it, it's something, at least nothing else, it does put some, uh, shines a light on these concerns about high school coaches and the kind of uh, abuse that they have to endure from from parents who um, who obviously want to meddle on behalf of their kid. All right, let me take a pause. I'll be right back. Stay with me. All right, seventh inning stretch. This round's on you, man. Oh, uh, I don't have any money left. What? I spent it all on this suit. Why didn't you just use the Game Time app? Game Time? Yeah, got my seat for half off 20 minutes before the game. Huh. Then I'd have money left over for the beer. Beers, yeah. Score last-minute tickets up to 60% off with Game Time. Download the free Game Time app today in the App Store or Google Play with over 10 million downloads. So score last-minute tickets up to 60% off with Game Time. I'm David McNeil, founder and owner of WeatherTech.com, the world's leader in vehicle accessories. As a pet lover, I started PetComfort.com. So when I needed a new website... I turn to AmericanEagle.com, the website developer that I've come to know and trust since 1999. WeatherTech has grown tremendously over the last 29 years, and having our website designed, developed, and upgraded numerous times by AmericanEagle.com has been a key to our growth. And they focus on what's important, my business goals and objectives. They've done it for me at WeatherTech.com for years, and they're doing it with PetComfort.com today. If you're in need of serious, experienced, and expert website design, development, strategy, and hosting, I urge you to contact AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 877-WEB-NOW-1. That's 877-WEB-NOW-1. AmericanEagle.com, 877-WEB-NOW-1. 
Crest is changing the way we care for our gums. And that's worth singing about. Crest Gum Detoxify. Deep, clean toothpaste. Crest Gum Detoxify. For healthy gums, use it every day. Crest Gum Detoxify. Early gum damage reversed. Neutralize bacteria. Even below the gum line. Yeah, it works. Crest. Healthy, beautiful smiles for life. Are your carpets filled with memories, odors, and a few other things? The Home Depot makes replacing that carpet easy with more styles and colors to choose from. Right now, with free installation on any purchase of $5.99 or more, all by licensed local pros backed for life. Today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $5.99 minimum purchase required, typically $6.99. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through August 28, 2019. Listen to Yankees baseball on the WFAN Yankees Radio Network, brought to you in part by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on their most exciting lineup ever. Shop ChooseNissan.com. Big Wolf Sports Radio 1019 FM. The Fan and Sports Radio 66 WFAN. Well, this uh, this proposed bill over in New Jersey to give uh, high school coaches a three-year contract. Uh, I, I do think this has uh, excellent intentions, uh, but I do think we're going to have some concerns. Uh, the devil is going to be in the details. As we heard from a number of callers today, uh, there are a lot of issues that haven't really been thought through yet. I know that that uh, you know, Coach uh, Wimberly has, has said, I'll be glad to you know walk this through with people, and he's open to to comments and, and suggestions. I think that's going to be necessary because this has to be put through a pretty good ringer in terms of trying to figure out what is the best way to ensure that parents really respect coaches and get off their backs so they can do their jobs. Uh, it's it's an issue that is tricky. It's complicated, and obviously uh, it all boils down to the kids who play for these high school coaches and making sure they have the best experience as possible. That's all. You know, when it comes to sports parenting, we want the best for our kids, but we have to keep it within certain limits, uh, and that's what's going to happen. All right, anyway, so we'll be curious to see what happens. Matt Stanmeyer will keep us posted in the months to come as to what takes place with this proposed bill over in New Jersey. Okay, that's going to do it. For me, in this edition of the Sports Edge, my thanks this morning to Matt Casey. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He's up next. I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.